Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. Thank you for joining us once again. It is uh, episode 133, March 10th, 2014. I hope you are all well. We're going to say hello to our usual bunch. So, hello, Alan. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm, you good? I'm good. Yeah. I'm going to say good morning to everyone. Good morning or afternoon or evening, depending on when it is. Yeah, you like to say good evening? Yeah. So you're going to say good morning. People might listen to it on the way into work. That's true. That's a very good point. And hello, Chris. Hello. How are you all? I'm good. How are you? I'm glad to be back after having a show off. Show off. We've been showing off. A bit of a show off. You've been doing your your Tarzan jungle gyms again. uh, No no more uh, rope swings this week. Rope swings? You've been you've been using rope swings, have you? You, 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 you didn't hear then, Adam. Um, what about you falling out of a tree? Yes, I heard yeah, that was that. A, that was a rope swing. Oh, is it? Is it the rope swing that you fell out of? Yeah. Um, I've got a joke for you. My my mother-in-law thought it was a hammock, by the way. A hammock? Yeah, you fell out of a hammock. What, ten foot up? Yeah, yeah you, clearly. You might be frightened of like ten, jumping ants. Or ten something. foot up hammock. That's that's definitely dedication if you're going to sleep ten foot off the ground. Yeah, and in, and in the afternoon at the woods. Yeah. Um, I've got a joke for you. Go on then. Okay. Ready? Knock, knock. Who's there? You. You who? Woohoo! Big summer blowout. Uh, Thanks for joining us on today's show. We'll <laughs> say goodbye. <laughs> Taxi for good, Jeff. Big summer blowout. Oh, I love that. It doesn't matter. That's never going to get old. Yoo-hoo, family. Um... I bet it will get old. I bet it will get old. Do you reckon? Oh, it's it's not it's not winter anymore, is it? It's not. Christmas. No, it's, it's still funny. I don't care. I think, I think it still officially is sort of winter. Kind of, yeah. We had that summer summer weekend, you know, and then it's all gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see what's going on this week's show. Uh, we've got some mouse meat stuff for you. We're going to talk a little bit about the Festival of Fantasy because of the new parade that's come to the Magic Kingdom for the first time in forever. Um, Jim Caucus, <laughs> what are you laughing at? For the first time in forever. For I love month. it. Yeah, see? Um, how many frozen jokes can we get in I don't here? Know. Um, I did. I have noticed also that um, somebody uh, posted, I think it was Vicky, posted on our Facebook page, it's my fault that she's now listening to, do you want to hide a body? Um, <laughs> and also, Jim Caucus is joining us. He's going to take us on the guide down uh, Sunset Boulevard. So, without any further ado, let's uh, do some news, shall we? Woohoo! Big summer blowout. Good morning, sire. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. Note to self, when I start music, always make sure the volume's up, otherwise it doesn't come out properly. 
you'll learn. There you'll you get go. There. I've only been doing I, I this for five years. Show you'll get there. <laughs> So it's uh, three by three. So what we got, Alan? Um, the Rebel Rendezvous ripoff. Now we got the Ratatouille ride opening on the fifteenth of July, and the Mighty St Patrick's Day Festival. Right, let's talk about this Rebel Rendezvous ripoff then, Alan. What you got for us? Right, okay. Now we've mentioned in the previous show that Star Wars weekends is now going to be over five weekends, another yep. extra weekend. So obviously the. The busiest time of the year, arguably, where people are always flocking down to Hollywood Studios, has now got a longer period for Disney to maximise their revenue on that. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So what they've also decided to do this time is the day before the first Star Wars weekend, on May the 15th, they're going to release a hard-ticketed event. So you have to buy a special ticket to be able to access the park for this special event. The ticket is a small fee of $250 per person. Just insane. Did it say per family? Per, per, um, per park attendee, unfortunately. Yeah, per person. Ooh, ho, ho. Do you reckon that includes parking as well? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> right, okay, but, but don't be disheartened because obviously Disney is all heart. This does include some items within the ticket event, though. Yeah, it does, yeah. So for $250, you get entrance into the event. You also get a limited edition recruitment pack. Woo! Now... Which has... That is a messenger bag, a cadet hat, a tumbler, a lanyard, a pin and medal set. So that's about $25. What else do you get? Um... There's, there's got to be more. Hang on a second. $100 to get in, so we've just got $125 to find. Well, how's about I read what sort of Disney's trying to sell it as, and then we'll we'll work it out, okay? So it says, join the Rebel Alliance on this coveted meeting, on, on this covert meeting place. Yeah. To gather supplies and their limited edition acquisitions in preparation for the upcoming Star Wars weekend engagement. Look alert, the rendezvous point is located at the outer rim near... The known whereabouts of bounty hunters and an imperial presence. Right. Okay. So that's just spin. There's nothing really there. Right. So it's right, not pack... dog. It's not dog the bounty hunter then. But, but that would be good. He would probably get more than two hundred fifty dollars out of you though. That's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> packages for the rendezvous are two hundred fifty dollars per person, and that will include the following: exclusive access into Darth Maul's one day before it opens to the public. Yeah. Right, so that's entrance into the special merchandise shop. Yeah. Before anyone else. To, um, you've to got, spend more money on. Yes, you get the limited edition recruitment pack, as mentioned before. Obviously, lots of amazing items in there. You get a preferential opportunity to purchase select Star Wars Weekend's merchandise, including but not limited to. Ah, right, okay. So, um, so this is giving you the option to purchase. So, so you, you're buying into the event to be able to buy some more things, yeah. and that includes some DTEC on-demand cell, ca- cell phone cases, some name tags, some special bundle packs that include gift cards with rebel with a rebel carrying case. I can't even say the words. Limited edition merchandise for the Star Wars Weekend's 2014. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Weekend's 2014 event logo apparel. And souvenir items. New Vinylmation releases. That might interest some people. 
Yes. I'm going to send. The thing is, oh, you got to remember here is new Vinylmation releases, right? Yep. Doesn't say limited edition. No. No, and you could just get them the next day. Yep. And I'm just trying to read here. I'm sure it says right. Where did it say? Um, right. Opportunity to purchase. Right. Okay. Opposite. Opposite. Opportunity to purchase. Right. Ashley Eckstein meet and greet. I want to purchase one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't quite work like that. And featuring the new collection of her universe apparel. Has yeah. she got her own universe apparel? She's got oh. her own clothing range that are sort of geek. Or they've got, like they've got a different logo on instead of the Star Wars one. Oh, for girls. Uh, just think, of, if it was at a mouse meets, it would be like a market stall. It would. Ashley Eckstein behind the stall, just flogging her gear over the counter. Yeah. Two hoodies for a pound. 250 quid. 250 dollars. So, if we actually look through it, I find it what, what are you getting? wrong. Right, I find it wrong. 250 dollars is ridiculous. But, equally, I think, I kind of want to half blame some of the people who go to these Star Wars weekends. Uh, yeah. Uh, because some people have gone so fanboy over this and have taken it so seriously and gone so mad for it. Disney have realised that there's quite clearly a, a gap in the market for this to happen. Yeah. Um, so that's, I kind of, I can see why Disney have done it, you know, because it's a money-making opportunity and people are going to do it and, you know, that's what's going to happen. The fact that they get a messenger badge of cadet hat, a tumbler, lanyard, pin and medal set is not really anything at all. Um, that's but just you, pushed it up from $200 yeah. to well, $250, well, isn't it's not it? even that, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> preferential opportunity to purchase, purchase select 2014 merchandise. Um, so, actually, what we're saying here is limited edition merchandise they're going to get in advance. Um, and they're going to be able to purchase that before it goes on general sale the following day. But isn't this Disney doing what they say they would never do, which was you give, giving people priority with more money, i.e. like oh, fast yeah. passes are yeah, always free? Yeah, I think you're right. So now if you've got more money, you can actually see it before anyone else. Yeah. Sounds and like universal. You, you know, actually, if, if you do put the investment in there of 250 to get in first, and yeah. you do, say, buy all the limited edition stuff, hmm. you could probably get that 250 back off eBay, couldn't you? You probably could. As long as you sell it by the next time when everyone else has got Again, that's the worry, isn't it? Uh, the... the People are going to go and use this as that opportunity to go and make more money, aren't they? Yeah, just... yeah. I'd, I'd, personally, I'm not even a Star Wars fan, so I, I wouldn't be going. I've not even seen one of the films. Not even one. Excellent, join the club, Chris. How have neither of you ever seen any of these films? We're the Rebel 2, the Rebel Alliance. <laughs> then, oh, you know about it, though. <laughs> right, I, I so don't. we're condoning this. I think, you know, the whole... Walt Disney turning his grave. I think this is a perfect example of that actually happening. He can't. He's yeah. frozen. Ah, so he did there. Another frozen one. You talk about frozen. Did I tell you I've got a new dog that I've called Elsa? Have you really? Yeah, really. You've got a dog and you call it Elsa. I love it. Yeah. Is it a boy? No. You've not called it Anna because apparently no, that's, Elsa. that's wrong. Craig Duncan, it's wrong. Anna. Actually, he's having a go at me about that. It is Anna. It, it's, she's really Norwegian. It was um, my daughter Abigail's birthday the other week, and she really wanted a an Anna costume. Yeah. So I went to the Disney store, and apparently they're not getting any in until 
Easter, I think. Wow. Because I've sold out. So my mother-in-law had been over to Paris for the weekend and a shipment of them had just come just in come the in. doors. Brilliant. So I managed to get one. But they're, they're selling out quicker than anything else at the moment. Right, let's move on with our news then. Let's head over to uh, my one, which is all to do with the Ratatouille attraction, which we now know is going to be opening on the 15th of July, later than I anticipated it being, but hey, it's going to be opening. You come back on the 14th, don't uh, you? I'm, we're not, I'm not got a plan to go out there in the minute because uh, I'm off to Walt Disney World. What about you? Yeah, I'm thinking of going as well. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go to Walt Disney World this summer. Alan? I might go to Butlins. <laughs> okay. You ever been to Butlins? No. We are already going to Butlins. Um, so anyway, over in Disneyland Paris, they've been looking at... Um, there's loads of stuff coming out about this new Ratatouille attraction, including the date. Uh, just some things to catch on, on with over the past month or so, things that have been going on, or really not even a month, the past few weeks. Um, it turns out that um, Brad Bird has tweeted that um, scoring session happened for the new Ratatouille ride in the Paris Park. And he tweeted out a photo of that. Uh, there's also stuff that's been reported in French newspapers, all that sort of stuff about what's likely to be happening, what is realistic, what isn't realistic, you know, what what's the chances are happening with all of this. They've apparently brought in a, a famous French chef who um, has helped with the concept of the whole attraction and I guess will help with the Ratatouille element, um, the Ratatouille restaurant and all that sort of stuff as well. But the biggest... they're going to be selling at the Ratatouille restaurant, by the way. What are they going to be selling? Ratatouille. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'd say I didn't expect that. That's so left field. So I was hoping yeah. to sell rats. Uh, <laughs> they may well do. Get your tail stiff. Eat it like a popsicle. Tastes like chicken, apparently. Uh, okay. Depends uh, what I was eating the before, night before. Sorry, we've knocked Adam off his. Anyway, yeah, step. I was just like, what? Um, but apparently, one of the things that they might be coming, and it's not been officially announced yet, but you know what? Like, doesn't have so Like, they kind of half officially announced something they'll, they'll deny it even though it's um, happened yeah well apparently they're now going to be thinking about having some sort of smellitizer smell is it smellitizer is that what they call it or odorizer see this or something smellitizer like or smellitzer smellitzer that sounds about right uh, and apparently not only are you going to be shrunk down to the side of a rat you're not only going to pass by all of the different bits and pieces that you find within the film but also you're going to have these smells wafted at you as you go through the kitchen and all those bits and pieces they already use it in uh, the cable car bake shop they use it in like Pirates of the Caribbean as well for that musty horrible smell so they always, already do all of those things but it seems like they're now going to be included in this brand new state of the art attraction that's going to be coming to uh, Disneyland Paris in July so I'm really looking forward to seeing this you know the, the, Disney again have done their usual which is we're not going to officially tell you much about it at all so uh, Disneyland Paris does its usual there really but um, it's coming along really nicely building work's coming along extremely well so uh, looking forward to um to seeing uh, just exactly what this is going to be about when it finally opens. So, there you go. Why, why do you think Disney have got... Well, okay. Why do you think Disneyland Paris have got such a, a rubbish way of marketing these things? I don't know. Things? I really don't know. And I really don't get it. Why... You know, there's also this thing coming out of Disneyland Paris at the minute where there's apparently going to be like a Disneyland Paris in bloom sort of um, event that's going to be happening mm. between, we reckon, April and June. Problem is, though... At this moment in time, nobody knows officially what's happening with it, and Disney haven't officially announced that it's going to be happening as such. They've called it a spring festival. But we don't know what exactly the spring festival is going to be. So, oh. yeah, I, just, I always think the management there are just like a bit cocky. Just think uh, it's you just going to happen. Just anyway. think, well, you'll, you'll come. We don't have to tell you what's going on. You'll come anyway. We know how good we are. It's because they're French. Okay, yeah, quite possibly. 
That could be the. Fr- that is the same attitude as the French. So I don't but like, know. Say, say for example, with Avatar Land, right? Yeah. They yeah. announced that. Is it two, three years ago now? Yeah. Yeah. Or was it longer? Longer, so I think. Yeah, longer than that. So they set the seeds rolling, and they've they've not wanted to release too much information, next to nothing, and then occasionally a couple of artist impressions. Yeah. With, with Ratatouille, it's nearly always been fans that have climbed over the fence to take photographs. Yeah, that's to how it all started. Spread the news out. We were there taking photos before we knew what was going on. But then, also, Disneyland Paris don't do very well with stuff they do announce. So they announced the opening of the Lego store, and then it never opened. Um, <laughs> because there was some sort of delay with something somewhere. So they don't do too well when it comes to opening attractions and that sort of stuff. Uh, but, yeah, it looks like that's um, on its way uh, in July. So uh, we'll report back on that when we've had the chance to ride it and enjoy it. Right, final piece of news. The mighty St. Patrick's Day Festival, Chris. That's right, yeah. See, it's coming to downtown Disney. Um, kicks off at the west side and the Pleasure Island from mm-hmm. the 7th of March to the 17th. Excellent. So they've even extended St. Patrick's Day now. That's a Pat- St. Patrick's yeah. Day. There's a clue St. there. St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Yeah. That's it. <clears throat> well, you'll find some live entertainment bands and uh, speciality food from uh, five pm till one am. Fabulous. Right, right way through, um, which you know, sort of fairly good times. So, what the highlights going to be? <clears throat> I got excited when I first read this, and it said the world famous U two. Then it right. added another couple of words: tribute band. Oh. So, <laughs> so you've got the Wills Clan. Yeah. Yeah, as I said, the U2 tribute band, Elevation, a few other things, $3 band, Wee Banjo 3, the Ragley Rebels, the Brazilian Heads, the Ragley Road House Bands, Brazen Heads even more as well. I was going to say, I prefer the Brazilian Heads. And, <laughs> and the West Coast Trio. I mean, <clears throat> sounds a bit rubbish to me. It's... um. It sounds like there's live music there, but it's, there's nothing really to me that would pull me there. No, I mean, where's Bewitched? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the remash of Boyzone, bit of Westlife, and it all needs to be emceed by Louis Walsh, surely. Yeah. I don't I'm know. sure they've got the money there. As well, is it? Haven't they got the money there? I'm sure they've got the money there as well. Oh, well, who knows? But you have got the Ragley Road dancers, which are seven times champion dancers. They're going to be performing daily. Yeah, um, it's going to be sort of leading the Irish workshop of the Roots to River Dance. Right, okay. Kaylee traditional music and the structured set dance events will be going on, and they're hosted by um, Ronan Keaton. No, not Ronan Keaton, just Ronan McCormick. It's not great, is it? No. Uh, the four no. Disney food trucks. Yeah, do they? Say? You know, they're going to be serving speciality eats. Each evening. <laughs> so what they're going to have? They're going to have uh, St. Patrick's Day themed cupcakes, That'd which are very Irish, very Irish, aren't they? Oh, I love my Irish cupcakes. I do. So fishman's pie, which is a favourite dish, apparently. Um, but <laughs> there's no there's no green Guinness, though, is there? It's over no. at another park, isn't it? I haven't even mentioned Guinness. Obviously, because Universal do Green Guinness, don't they, at St. Patrick's? That's right. So, obviously, they didn't uh, sort of buy into that franchise. But um, is, it, is it a hard-ticketed event? 
Uh, yeah, you have to actually pay $10 each. And uh, reservations can be booked. And how many messenger bags or cadet caps do you get for that? None. <laughs> well, I think you actually what you do get is you get unlimited shakes on the salt in the old chip shop. <laughs> <laughs> you have a bit extra salt for that. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's a small fee for the vinegar, but unlimited <laughs> use of salt. <laughs> Love it. Right, there are three pieces of news then. What we're going to do is we're going to take a break and we're going to come back with Jim Caucus. He's going to take us on a bit of a journey down there, Sunset Boulevard. And then uh, we are after that, we are going to continue uh, uh, by looking at the fantasy Festival of Fantasy Parade and just what's going on over at the uh, Magic Kingdom. We shall return in a second. Hey, Disney Brit listeners. This is Mover Smitty. Mover Dave. Mover Scott. And Mover Rich. And we're... The Imagination Movers! We'll be traveling all the way from New Orleans, Louisiana to play a concert at the Bloomsbury Theatre in London, England. We'll be appearing on May 30th, May 31st, and June 1st of this year. Don't miss it. It's going to be a live concert extravaganza for the whole family to enjoy together. We'll play all our big Imagination Mover hits. We'll have drum solos, guitar solos, and we'll even have... Flying Toilet Paper! To order tickets, visit thebloomsbury.com forward slash events. That's Bloomsbury, B-L-O-O-M-S-B-U-R-Y. Listen for our Disney Brit interview coming soon. Thanks, you guys. Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com your number one source for the magical world of Disney. So we're back again for a, another podcast. Is, yep. is, 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 is there no rest for the wicked? And, <laughs> oh, and, no. and, and those of you listening at home, don't you have something better to do, like watch Doctor Who or Primeval or, or Dr. Martin or, or something oh, like this? You know? I, I never got into any of those. I, to be honest, I don't get any chance to see the TV. My wife controls the remote control, and I have to sit in my study. Ah, no, well, so. I, I, I think your wife says you receive TV, you just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, that's so right. So I, I think it goes with, with that there. So but anyway, um, uh, this so. is uh, Jim Corcus, the um, American counterpart of Alan Hooper. <laughs> um, author of a fantastic book. Author of the fantastic book, Vault of Walls, um, which, which, you sh- which you should be getting. And um, uh, this is another podcast that takes place at Disney Hollywood Studios. And in fact, um, we are in the forecourt of uh, Grauman's Chinese Theater. And this really was an icon on Hollywood Boulevard, still is today. Yep. And this was supposed to be the castle at the end of Main Street uh, for this park that would pull people in. Of, of course, that uh, was destroyed when the <laughs> the sorcerer's hat was put in. Yes. Uh, I was a Disney cast member at the time, and they told us, no, it's just a temporary structure. But when I saw them uh, putting in steel and concrete into the ground, I thought, that's eh, kind of yeah. funny for a temporary <laughs> structure there. And that was done for the 100 years uh, of magic. In fact, the, the sorcerer's hat is about... Um, 100 feet high. The whole structure is about 122 feet high. Okay. Hat alone is uh, 100 feet high, so Mickey would need to be at least 350 feet high to wear it. 
Um, maybe that's the 200 years of magic. Yeah. And, and, and again, there, there were many reasons for the hat uh, being there. And, and again, uh, none of them artistic, all of them financial. <laughs> Uh, because uh, when you think of the Magic Kingdom, you think the first image, the first icon you think of is... The castle. The castle. When you think of Animal Kingdom, the first icon of the park you think of is... The tree of life. The big tree. Uh, Epcot, the first thing you think of a is... giant golf ball. That giant golf ball uh, made out of uh, uh, a Lucabond. Right. And um, uh, so uh, over here at Disney MGM Studios... Uh, they were thinking that maybe it would be the water tower because uh, a lot there were a lot of water towers in Hollywood Studios because they had to have water uh, for cooling purposes and also uh, in case a fire broke out, you could yep. release it. And that's why the water towers were so high, too, so you could release it. Find the pressure there. Right, uh, come down. Uh, so was it uh, the um, water tower? Was it... Um, uh, Grauman's Chinese Theater. Well, you couldn't really have a Grauman's Chinese Theater because Disney doesn't own uh, the rights uh, to that image. And so uh, they went with the hat without uh, uh, telling cast members, really. I was going to say, I suppose also that uh, the theater would have sort of looked like a castle in silhouette form. Yes, and it does, it does. Because, again, as, as I said, uh, designed very much like Disneyland, this was the castle that was going to pull you down the, the, uh, the street. Um, uh, to do that, um, and and again, uh, we talked about uh, Mickey Mouse and Fantasia, 1940, and since it's the Hollywood of the 40s, well, we'll use a Fantasia image, and, and that will do it. Uh, now, the interesting thing, there are several interesting things about Grauman's Chinese Theater. One of them is that they use the exact same blueprints that were used to build the original. Right. Okay. And so this is the facade here is full size. It's not any of that five-eighths scale or uh, anything yeah, that, that people uh, talk about. Uh, there is one significant difference. Have you ever been to Grauman's Chinese uh, I've never been there in person, though. I've, I've seen just, just in your spirit form yes. at night when the Wiccan witches send you there? In hallucination form, yeah. <laughs> in hallucination form. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's more or less right across the street from the El Capitan, which, of course, Disney renovated and operates. But there's one significant uh, uh, difference You'll see over here to the left, that is the ticket booth. That should be right here in the front, but you right. can't have that in front because then that blocks the entrance of, you know. I, I was just, I would not have spotted that as a ticket booth until you pointed that out there, and then it makes perfect and, and, sense. And, and, well, see, I, I told you, I can say anything I want, and, and you can uh, believe that. Now, over along the side here, uh, it says, uh, this facade is a recreation of the Chinese theater originally built in Hollywood, California, in 1928. Actually, the Chinese theater was built in 1927. And in fact, um, uh, that's when they even started the uh, uh, footprint ceremony because there was an actress who tripped and in the construction literally put her foot into the cement. <laughs> and Sid Grauman, who owned and operated the theater, thought, what a great gag, and yep. sign your name here, and that went. But the Imagineers, why would they put 1928? Um, was it after it got repainted in 1928? No, that's a good guess, though. That's a good guess. But, you know, the uh, there are 1,928 feet of track in, in this attraction. Wow. Yes. And if they did it in inches, it would have been ridiculous. It would have. It would have. Um, 
it would not not have even been built yet. <laughs> now in the forecourt here, uh, again when the, when this opened, um, uh, they did have people place their their feet and handprints in here. Uh, they they don't do that anymore. They don't even maintain the 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 ones that um, uh, they have here. Yeah. Uh, but but it's good, and uh, we're standing in front of. Uh, who are we standing in front of? Uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, and why is that I important in relationship to Disney? Now we know Harrison Ford. He's Indiana Jones. He's Han Solo. Uh, you know. Well, you you just took all my answers out there. Oh, I did. In relationship to Disney, though. Well, you know, out here in the forecourt, I think there are about three or four people who put in their footprints and their handprints, and they are represented by audio animatronics in the ride. Ah. And I wonder who those other characters could be. Can you think of any uh, uh, I'm trying to... I'm looking around here. I'm, 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 I'm guessing. I'll be guessing John Wayne, but I don't know if he's here or not. No, John Wayne uh, passed away before the... Uh, and Neil, Neil Diamonds. I can't remember him in the great movie Rise. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I'll help you out with, with two of them. Uh, Dick Van Dyke in the Mary Poppins scene. Yep. Um, Maureen O'Sullivan played Jane in Tarzan. Right, okay, yeah. And, uh, oh, now this is a, a, an interesting one. We're standing in front of one, and, and who is this actor? Uh, that's uh, Charlton Hess. No, it's not. Who is it? Uh, it's Charlton Hess. No. Spell it for me. Uh, C H A R. T-O-N. <laughs> Charlton Heston. <laughs> what happened? Charlton Heston was getting along in years. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what happened is, as he was signing his name, a fan yelled out at him, and so he looked up to acknowledge it and went back, and he left out the L. <laughs> well, uh, in so the, it's been left there forever. Yes. You know, hire a chisel and come back and demand this. See, and then uh, you better be careful... Uh, uh, too, because here's, here's Robin Williams, and why does he have to be careful? Because look who he also had uh, put in the handprints. Marsha? His, yeah, his wife that he divorced to marry his <laughs> nanny. Well, I can't go back and lift no. this concrete. Martin Short. Um, Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. Right. Not to be confused with PV. There you go. And Pee Wee Herman is in what Disney attraction? Star Tours. As Captain Rex. Not, uh, is, he, is he still uh, there? They, they, they actually use a clip of his voice because uh, Rex is being uh, shipped back now. Right. Uh, because he's uh, defected. And, and they realize that, that people would, you know, oh my gosh, people are really going to want to feed him. They, they like him. So much, and this, um, of course, is Jim Henson, Kermit the Frog. Right, Obviously. and in fact, when he did this, you see Jim Henson's handprints. You see Kermit's. Henson had his Kermit puppet, and he used that to put that in. So those, right. are, those are Jim Henson's Kermit puppet, actual in ones, there as well as that. So there's a, a, a lot of uh, uh, fun there, and uh, uh, again, in, in the ride itself, there's, there's an awful lot of interesting things. You, you remember my telling you that they had to license 200 
250 films. Yep. And uh, some of them they had to license separately, like Wizard of Oz. So that entrance into Oz was supposed to be the uh, tornado taking you to Oz. But what was happening was uh, Turner, who owned the rights to, to Wizard of Oz, yep. was charging Disney by the minute. Right. And so in, in order to do that, they reconfigured the whole thing so it would, it's now... Fantasia, if you look out the back car as you pull into the next room, you might be able to see on the ground different styles of gold paint on the floor as they were going to be painting in the yellow brick road to take you into the next scene. Excellent. Isn't that excellent? I've, I've also heard that uh, the wind from the Fantasia scene is uh, representative of the uh, whirlwind tornado. It, 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 it's, it's actually representative of uh, your Mickey's biggest fan. <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely correct there. Now, um, again, crossing over into the studio, and you'll, you'll notice that, you know, the, uh, the pavement will change, too. A lot of people miss, you know, the entire uh, um, uh, sculpt uh, out here. And, um, you know, the, the figures here. Yep. Remember, it's Hollywood of the 30s and 40s. Yep. So there's a face representing comedy. There's detective films, musicals. I'm, I'm glad you weren't going to say there were actual people. Uh, horror, uh, one films, horror films, sci-fi. Yeah, there you go. And in fact, there is a hidden Goofy on the reel of film. On the reel of film. And there's is that a guy sort of taking the shots? Right. And there's the Chinese theater up there. There's the Carthay Circle Theater up across there. the road. Right. And so, uh, again, this was sculpted by uh, Perry Russ, yep. who sculpted the, the Mickey at, at the, uh, the front of the park. And, um, uh, again, that's what happens when you work at uh, Disney, is you sometimes don't get uh, recognition uh, for the work that you do. And, in fact, we're, we're passing by uh, uh, the Hollywood Brown Derby on our way down to uh, uh, Sunset, and a lot of people ask, well, how come this isn't in the shape of a hat? Well, it's because there were actually several brown derbies. The first right. one in 1926 was on uh, Wilshire Boulevard, right across the street from uh, uh, the Ambassador Hotel, where uh, uh, Senator Robert Kennedy uh, eventually uh, was shot. But that was in the shape of a hat, and that was done as a bet, because um, Gloria Swanson's ex-husband made a bet that, yes, he could... Uh, um, build a hotel and it, it could even be in the shape of his hat mm -hmm. and but if he served good food people would still come and they did and that was 1926 well it was so successful but what happens is if you build a concrete hat you can't expand that hat no all right so built another one in 1929 on hollywood boulevard and that's the one that celebrities went to and and that's the one that is recreated um right here uh, the owner, uh, an operator, was uh, Bob Cobb, who um, was a, a big friend of Walt Disney. They were both big, huge uh, baseball fans and actually uh, 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 were partners in a uh, baseball franchise for a short time. Right. Uh, Bob Cobb is the one who created the famous Cobb Salad, because one night, uh, remember my telling you that businesses were on the ground level and on the second floor you usually had apartments or yes. whatever. So Bob Cobb lived on the second floor, and one night, about 2 o'clock in the morning, he hears this pounding at the door, 
and it's uh, Sid Grauman, who's drunk as a skunk. And uh, it, it, this story has been softened over the years. <laughs> this is the real one. A drunk as a skunk. It comes in. He had been partying. Cobb didn't want to send him home, so right. drunk, needed to sober him up. But the kitchen was closed for the night. Uh, so he went into the refrigerator and saw there were little bits and pieces of things. So he pulled them out and chopped them up very finely. You know, uh, some lettuce, a, a tomato, uh, uh, some cheese, an avocado, you know, uh, all of that stuff. Yeah. And served it uh, to Sid to sober him up so he could go home. And apparently it worked uh, that he was well enough to make his way home. Next day, Sid comes in, sits at his uh, booth in the Hollywood Brown Derby, and orders a Cobb salad. Excellent. And as soon as other people saw him eating that Cobb salad, they wanted one too. Super. So uh, if I go for a skinful around the Hollywood Studios and come back here and sober uh, up? Uh, uh, you go for a skinful around here, you'll find yourself uh, uh, on, a, on a slow dinghy uh, paddling back to the UK. <laughs> before you, you'll be ending up in Blackpool before you know it. Um, also, Brown uh, Derby was famous for its dessert, uh, the grapefruit cake. And if you yes. haven't had that, you should have it at least once. Uh, and the reason for that is in the 40s, a very popular diet for starlets was grapefruit. So if you ate a lot of grapefruit, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, the acids and all would flush it through your system, whatever. Yep. And so... Um, My mum used to have one for breakfast. Oh, good. Half a grapefruit. There so, you yeah, go. I know all about that. Hope she didn't put sugar on it. Because that defeats the whole purpose uh, <laughs> of that, you know. Um, and uh, so uh, uh, there were um, people coming in, and they said, well, we can't come here because your desserts are so tempting and all of that. So he created a grapefruit cake. However, the grapefruit icing is filled with cream cheese and all this. <laughs> so it, it's actually richer and has more calories than a slice of chocolate cake. But people would come in, have the meal, and then have grapefruit cake and think. I, listen, I have friends like that. I, I, I'm, I'm a large uh, uh, guy. I'm larger than life to begin with, but I'm a large guy. I, I wish I was smaller. But I have friends who are, are much larger than I am. And uh, one of them, we went into this uh, uh, one restaurant, and um, I just wanted a slice of pizza, but he wanted a whole pizza yeah. and everything on it, yeah. everything on it, including the kitchen sink. And then he ordered a Diet Coke, yep. and because they didn't have a Diet Coke, we had to get up and leave. Because he was, and, and I tried to explain to him, I said, Tom, <laughs> I, don't think, yeah, I don't think drinking the Diet Coke balances out this huge pizza <laughs> for yourself with everything on it. Let's go inside for a second here. No problem. So we're going in the back door here. Or, or a side door, over by where the restrooms were. Uh, upstairs, they used to have a bar, the, a catwalk bar. Right. And you could look, look down, and that was great. Now, the reason I brought you in here is because there's a picture, and what does it say? Walt Disney Imagineer, Herbert Ryman, caricatures, Georgie Jessel. Right. And you have to realize that um, uh, the old story was that there was an out-of-work artist. He showed up at the Brown Derby, and he said, in exchange for a meal, I'll draw caricatures. Right, and right. Sid Grumman, uh, not Sid Grumman, Bob Cobb thought that that would be, you know, a great promotion. And so uh, he hired him to do this. That artist left and another artist came. There were like four or five artists. And as I said, there were more than one location of the Hollywood Brown Derby. One of the artists, Herb Ryman. Herb Ryman, of course, who came up with the design for Cinderella's Castle, came up with the original uh, 
uh, painting proposal for Disneyland, all of that. Excellent. And there's a picture of Herb Ryman in his younger years before he joined Disney. And again, these are the little hidden things that you can find uh, all throughout the park if you know where to look. In fact, uh, one time for cast members, I did a scavenger hunt called Where in the World is Walt? Where, <laughs> where basically there were elements in each of the parks that referenced Walt Disney, but again, they were, they were hidden. They might be a, a picture on a wall, or they might be, you know, right. a, a hat, or, or, or something like that. So obviously not, nothing as obvious as the statues. No, no. I'd have got them too. It, well, that's good for you then, <laughs> when, when you do your scavenger <laughs> Uh, my scavenger hunt is uh, Cinderella's Castle, found there. <laughs> you know, some people can't even find that. That, that may come as a shock uh, to you here. I'll, uh, yeah. What we're doing at the moment is we're hydrating. Or dribbling water everywhere. Dribbling water. And when you're out here in Florida, it's important to do that. Because a lot of people don't realize and collapse from uh, heat stroke and dehydration, all of that. Not a uh, not a pleasant experience. Yeah. Uh, we're at the juncture now of Hollywood and Sunset, which of course is a fantasy because Sunset ran parallel to Hollywood Boulevard. Basically, it, it doesn't uh, connect. But again. Originally, when the park opened, right here was the Hollywood Bowl, and you had the uh, shows like uh, uh, the Disney Girl Dancers, who had legs that just went on forever, <laughs> and uh, they had some Muppets here for a while, right. things like that. But again, as much as Eisner wanted this to be a half-day park, it immediately became so popular that they had to expand. So they added on this extension, an entire another street. And again, at the end of this street, the castle, of course, is Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror, something big, something clear that that you can do. And uh, uh, of course, um, we are uh, going to follow down the street on the uh, Pacific Electric red cars. That was the uh, mode of transportation when Walt. Uh, came to Hollywood. In fact, it was very popular, very efficient, very inexpensive. What put it out of business in the 50s is, remember we talked about cars becoming very popular. Yeah. What happened is through some finagling of uh, car companies and oil companies and tire companies and all of that, red car was no more. It wasn't Doc Doom. In, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, is that not what was in, in there? Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. But that's, that's where that uh, came from. And so right now we're in front of uh, uh, the Mulholland Fountain, which is actually on Los Feliz, much, much larger than that, right. because uh, in my younger days, when I looked good naked, uh, <laughs> some of us would skinny dip in there at, at night. There's no photos, thankfully, that exist, because there were no cell phones in those days. I was going to so. say, it's, uh, I might go Google. <laughs> um, You'd, you'd barely be able to fit in there. No. That, that's not, right. nothing, nothing personal there. No, I, well, <laughs> I, I could probably barely fit into the real one at, at, at this particular point. But, but you see how this is done up as, a, a, again, a station to begin a journey. So the tip board is actually done up like arrival time and departure times. For, for, uh, the, for the tram car, yeah? Yes. Okay. And, 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 Alan, have you learned nothing from what I've, I've told you? I, I tell you to, to, to look up, to look at the sides, to look where... 
on the grounds. Yes. And I've just what got on the, I've just climbed on the curb. Uh, Mortimer and Co. 1928 contractors in the concrete. So, uh, so obviously that's a contractor stamp, but what does that mean? Was that a company that Walt Disney World hired, or I, I am guessing yeah. that's Mortimer Mouse. Yes, I think you're right. Yes. Especially since Pacific Electric Building is 1928. Yeah. So this is the beginning of Mickey here, and so yeah, so Mortimer and his friends, 1928. And it starts off our journey as we go down the street here. So we're following the wire all the way along. Yep. And the electric wire overhead is, again, what the pole from the red car would be. And take a look at the merchandise stands. What are they done up as? Um, baggage. Baggage, because this, again, is where you would be dropped off, and so you'd uh, have somebody pick you up, or you'd take that with you as you, you went on to, you know, new adventure. Ah. And uh, the theaters that we that we have here are based on actual theaters uh, in the Hollywood and Los Angeles area. In fact, the uh, Beverly Sunset, it, when you go in there, yep. you'll find that there's a bakery counter, but it looks like the candy counter you'd find in the lobby of a, of a movie theater. And the, and the place where you would check out for merchandise looks where you would buy uh, tickets. Excellent. Legends of Hollywood is... Is a, another one here, and this is where premieres would be. That's why you've got a limo out in front, ah. dropping people off. Yep. And in terms of telling stories, up there, there's a billboard for the Hollywood Tower Hotel. But look how ill-kempt it is, the trees covering some of that, that's flaking apart. So from a storytelling standpoint, that's giving you a sense of foreboding. Yeah, certainly not being looked after. Not being looked after. There's a, a special movie feature on. See, there's Citizen Kane. See, Citizen uh, Kane. Does this bring back any memories to you of just, uh, Bills? Just a couple of uh, minutes ago. Yeah. Sad. And wow. And right around the corner, this entrance here, 94. 94. 94. This 94. I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess at 1994. Yes, and so what happened in 1994? The park opened in 1989. What happened to the park in 1994 that would relate to this? Would this be the extension? Yes. Right. Extension opened June 1994. Oh, I'm doing quite well, actually. Yes. And as we see in the, the window there, we see a script. We see uh, photos from uh, Mickey's Gala Premiere which is a Mickey uh, cartoon from the 30s where he goes to a Hollywood premiere. And again, just like, um, uh, what do I want to say? Just like the buildings that we went through on Hollywood Boulevard, these are representative of uh, uh, buildings that uh, were also in Hollywood during that, that same time period. Or again, as I said, on Sunset Boulevard, Wilshire, and in the surrounding uh, areas. And uh, up there we see uh, the International Brotherhood of Second Assistant Directors, or as the acronym says... I'd be sad. I'd be sad, yes. Oh. If you're a second assistant director, you would. <laughs> you haven't quite made it. Yes. We're now, still doing all right. Now, again, remember we're moving chronologically. So we started in the 30s. We're going to be heading into the 40s. And so we're going to start to see elements of that, including... Showing the U.S. Marines. Yes, recruiting posters. Uh, there we go. Max's Classic Directing Academy. 
latest movie techniques. Are you ready for your close-up? Any any clue? Uh, I know on the tip of your tongue. This is uh, why you don't win the game shows. People you know, at home are yelling this out over the podcast. How was he called? To my to mail. To, uh, what what no? what street are we, what street are we on? Sunset Boulevard. What's the name of the film? Sunset Boulevard. Yes. Again, are you ready for your close-up? I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille, as that goes through. And so there are all sorts of those ahas that you can find, you know, throughout the, uh, um, on, on windows, on, on uh, all sorts of, uh, Toluca Legs, actually it's Toluca Lake. Right. It used to be Fairfax Fries when McDonald's was a participant. And that's because um, Farmer's Market was on Fairfax Boulevard. And as we come into Sunset Ranch, this is based after um, uh, Farmer's Market. And in fact, I can tell you what time period roughly uh, we're in uh, already. Simply by looking over there, because I know Farmers Market w- was built in the uh, in the late 30s, yep. but that's a clock tower, and the clock tower for the Farmers Market wasn't built until 1941. So obviously we're moving into the 40s. I wonder if we can find any other. Sorry, sir. Sure. I wonder if we can find any other references uh, to that. But before we do that, th- see that's an actual red car there merchandise uh, thing oh and 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 look at uh, the number 694 i wonder why they picked that number of all numbers uh, okay, what's that june july june june 1994 there you when go. the extension was there you go see uh, there's not many uh, not many rails on the ground but we'll find some as we go down later because again they were paved over with asphalt for cars Ah. And as we go down closer towards Tower of Terror, where things are, have not been kept up, we'll start to see the rails part, uh, poking through the pavement to again give you the warning something isn't right. Wow. Pretty cool, huh? I, I assumed it was just a, an oversight, but oh no. Yes. And uh, so here we are at Rosie's. Oh my gosh, Rosie's all... What does that have to do with stay true to the red, white, and blue? What's all this about? You might not Uh, know this as a Brit. Rosie the Riveter was a figure because when the men went off to war, the women had to take the jobs, um, you know, in the shipyards, all of that. And so the icon was Rosie the Riveter. And uh, here, where you get your plastic forks and things, all of those are authentic uh, toys the kids had from the 1940s. To do with the war. Yes, to do with the war over here. Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com, your number one source for the magical world of Disney. Gorge, howdy, this is your old pal Goofy, and no one's here right now to take your call, so (laughs) call back later, or leave a message, even better. (laughs) 
let's talk a little bit about Parade, shall we? Um, the new uh, new Parade has arrived in the Magic Kingdom this past week. It is the Festival of Fantasy Parade, debuted on Sunday of this week. And we thought we'd kind of do a little bit of a... What, what did you describe it as, Alan? Uh, it's, it's, I would say it's like commentating down the red carpet. So we thought what we'd do is we'd watch it with you. We, you could hear some of the audio. We're going to talk about it as it goes and give our opinions on it. Because um, I've seen it once through. Alan, have you seen it all the way through? I've seen it a couple of times through. And Chris, have you seen it? I've seen it once on the telly all the way through. Right, I've seen it once on the telly. Okay. I got YouTube on the telly, so uh, I decided to watch it on there. How posh are you? Um, so what we're going to do is we are going to... Not gonna, posh, um, rich. Just rich. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realise. So yeah, you uh, can't we've, buy class. We've I got uh, a copy of the video. I'm going to bring this up now, and we're going to be talking a little bit. So here we go. So you'll be able to hear it in the background as it's going. Uh, Fantasy Festival. So are you, were you guys excited about this when it first arrived? Um, I was looking forward to it, yeah. yeah. Um, it's been away a little while, hasn't it? So it's, it's always a part of the day to get on the rides quick. I mean, uh, watch the parade. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, there was someone that was talking to us once that said that that was the perfect time to get on the rides. But well, as, as a family with young kids, or young girls even, we love watching the princesses coming up and down the road, so... Yes. We would we would always make sure that we've got a space next to the road so we can get plenty of sunburn yeah. and... Wow, my, my desk just rattled because the wife flushed the toilet downstairs. Nice. So let's just oh, talk sure. through this video then, talk through what's but going on with the parade. Down. So the parade starts us off with some very lemon and white kind of costumes, very kind of fantasy style. Uh, and the Festival of Fantasy Parade actually starts off with two characters I didn't kind of expect, which is both Belle and the Beast. I think that these costumes are supposed to represent swans. Yeah, I would say, really? yes, they do, actually. They've got swans on their jackets, so I think they do represent mm. swans there. Um, so are these the are these are uh, hark, hark back to the swan boat ride around the Magic Kingdoms thingy. Which is gone. It's gone, sad. Sad that it's gone. Um, anyway. they're, all, they're also doing some changes at the hub, aren't they, at the moment? They are, I think, yeah. So the first float is... Nice tall float, and there's Beauty and the Beast on the front, isn't there? Yeah, so you've got Beauty and the Beast on the front. It says, join the celebration, uh, Festival of Fancy Parade. It's designed to look like a, a crown, basically, a large crown. And, and what you'll find oh, is that yeah, as they come yeah. through, you've got loads of flowers around the outside. So at the very, very front, you've got Belle and the Beast. And then as the carriage comes around, you come to the next area, which actually spins. Uh, and uh, it, on one half of it, it actually shows you what the... Um, center of the kind of the inside of the um oh it's not i'm wrong i no. lie it's but actually, one side uh, is, the, is the dress it's, being right, made the dress it? being made and the other side is cinderella it's the next bit that, that happens uh and then next bit we've got i think this was a late edition wasn't it arna yeah, and elsa from frozen which came in and it wasn't originally i think a plan they decided to put that in there's a little um, olaf in there as well olaf wiggles like a beauty he doesn't he? he does i love oh, the, the olaf wiggle that is pretty cool because obviously that spins around as well doesn't yeah, it and that, you've got um Another princess on the other side. I can't remember which I one it is, and so we may not it. see it. Um, I think old, um, Anna's wearing a coronation dress, is that is right? indeed. Um, I, the next set of characters, I love the next set of characters. So we, we're going up to the Snuggly Duckling from uh, Tangled. And I can't remember his name, but it's the Mime the mime yes. man, uh, wherever he is. And basically, they've, mime thug, yeah. They've created a um, kind of inflatable costume so he moves around uh, and can move around as this mimed character. And because it's all inflatable, it's all blown up, it's quite cartoony in his style and the way that it moves. But Especially, he's brilliant. Yeah. I love it. I think it's brilliant. 
Um, but I'm not sure what the girl's costumes are supposed to be. Is it beer wench meets flower girl? Something like that. It might possibly be something like that. But the next float, I love this float. I absolutely love the tangle float. I think I think it's genius. Uh, Rapunzel on the front with the snuggly duckling sign on it, and in the middle of that, you got Pascal who's looking around. It's designed to look like a Norwegian boat. There's no Flynn Rider uh, on uh, the front of it with her though. Um, it, there's actually just a wanted sign of that. But then you've got kind of these swinging axes as it comes across. You've got the horse, which I forget the name of uh, off the top of my head, and on the other side of the central. Um, swinging kind of axe is Flynn there and on either side of him you've got kind of some of these thugs again from uh, Vikingish looking thugs from the Snuggly Duckling. And I don't know if you've noticed the, the way that they're swinging these um, axes around on yeah. the boat, they actually have to put a lot of effort yeah, into it. Yeah. I, I thought that when I saw it, so that's a lot of work. Um, I mean, also, it's going to be a long time to be on that swing, isn't it? It is, yeah. It was a good mile route. Uh, but one of the things I love about that is that the hair, her hair literally goes all the way around the entire float and comes off the back, which is cool. Um, so we go from two brand new kind of films with Tangles and Frozen, and next up is the classic of all classics, I think, is The Little Mermaid, which um, I'm trying to think of the last time there was a parade that The Little Mermaid didn't feature in as a float. Yeah, and she's always up on a a pedestal as well. She is always high up in some sort of shell. Um, So we've got our shell-like dancers, which come in between the two floats. Um, And then we get this circular kind of... um, What I think it looks a little bit like Journey to Little Mermaid-inspired float. Yes. Yeah, similar sort of theme as the ride, isn't it? Yeah, it does look very, very similar in the theme into the ride. Um, But let's just play you a little bit of music. There you go, so that's the little music you get. And then behind her you get two seahorses. Uh two seahorse guys, really. They're in a bluishy silvery suit and they've got two seahorses which they um basically spinning around on their arms. I, th- I think out of all the costumes, the yeah. seahorse guys to me let it down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think I, I must admit I saw that and thought, oh. Is that it's it? a bit like made at home costume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Um, yeah, we're not sure what to have, but we'll just put some seahorses on our arms. That'll do. So, coming up next... In the picture, is that me standing there with a phone? (laughs) Yeah, by me, yeah. Coming up next, uh, I think it's probably my favourite float from the new parade. So, we've got, uh, coming in between the last float and the next one, we've got some Lost Boys, uh, two of which seem to have hula hoops around the neck. I'm not quite sure why they have hula hoops around the neck, but they look lovely. Um, And uh, coming up, but just behind them... A paper boy with long hair? (laughs) Something like that, yeah. Uh, but we've got the uh, skull, from, uh, skull rock, uh, skull, and on top of that, we've got um, just above it, we've got a, a rainbow with uh, Captain Hook's pirate ship right in the very, very top. And inside that pirate ship, we've got Peter Pan and we've got Wendy, who are obviously sailing it. We've got cannons on either side, and these cannons are shooting out kind of mists from it, oh, yes. uh, which is quite cool, which I quite like. Um, but I know they said when they were building this, it, this was one of the the difficult things, one of the hardest things they've ever had to construct um, oh. because of the, the way that it works but it's got the anchor below it and on that anchor is uh, is Captain Hook and he's swinging about I think I imagined to see Smee and Hook on that anchor Yeah, I did think it was strange that there was no Smee but looking at the way it's built, it's only got one platform on it so it's only designed for one person yeah. um, but the other side of the rainbow we've got good old Tinkerbell who of course has to appear in it somewhere along the line Oh, definitely that gives all the little kids a reason to get one that little flashy Tinkerbell toy. 
That's it. Yes. The, the, the flowers on there look very much um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. They do a little bit, don't they? Ah, now Smee is walking along behind, and he's followed by a giant uh, crocodile, uh, which actually, if you listen really carefully, I'll just turn it up a bit. As he comes past, you can actually hear the clock ticking. Oh, yes. As he moves, which is cool. Uh, what's coming up next? So, we've got some Scottish dancers coming up next. Uh, now, this is one that I was never quite sure about, this float. Uh, and, and basically, I, I felt that kind of you got Frozen, which is the biggest grossing Disney animated movie of all time, has got a small turntable as part of a float. And a little yep. bit further down, suddenly you get Mer- Merida and Brave has its an entire float just to herself. Yeah. And I thought this is a really strange choice. But obviously because of when Frozen came out and that sort of stuff, you know, like we kind of expected that they wouldn't necessarily have as big a presence. Um, but I actually quite like the float in the end. I, I don't I don't dislike it and I thought I was going to. It's, um... Sorry what I was gonna say there. Oh yeah. Did did Brave actually do that well in the on the box office? Brave did no, okay. I think it did it did okay, didn't it? Because to, to me, I, th- I think it was, it was well, I personally didn't like it, so I think it was a bit of a flop, but um, I don't think it was as big a draw as, say, Rapunzel was, or Tangled even. No, I think they they, they were bigger, weren't they? Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Fr- obviously Frozen, then Tangled, and Brave just sort of fell by the wayside. Yeah. I, I suppose it's because they were Scottish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, well, they want independence, they can have it. I think <laughs> my favourite float has got to be what what comes next. Um, genuinely amazing. The three fairies, without the, a doubt. The three, not the three fairies, but this kind of very pop, sort of, what I'm thinking of, steampunk-style Steam. dragon uh, from Sleeping Beauty. We've obviously got the three um, three fairies, Merryweather and four, Flora and Fauna. Um, and what I found was strange was this is a complete separate entity to the Sleeping Beauty we saw earlier uh, with the giants. Uh, oh no, that was Cinderella, wasn't it? So ignore me. I was going to say, we haven't yeah. seen um, it. Just it yet. was totally different. So yeah. We, yeah, it was. So yeah. we've got these giant different, kind different of creeper kind of characters and bird-like characters. They're a little bit creepy, actually. Uh, and you've got Prince uh, Philip, whatever his name is, in front. But... The, this dragon that breathes fire and you can see kind of the mechanics of it all and how it all works. I was going to say, have you ever brilliant. seen Warhorse? Imagine about yeah, four times the size and it's a dragon, isn't it? It's exactly what it is. It's like Warhorse, but much, much bigger. Um, and the good thing with it, with the tail, um, it, they can make it come right over the top of the audience. Yeah. The um, There's some characters that actually sort of look a bit like Almost like ravens in a way. Yeah, I think they probably are supposed to be ravens. But I think I'm pretty certain you can see inside. Yeah, you can. The guy is inside the belly of, of yeah. the dragon who is actually operating it. Um, Which looks good, doesn't it? Actually? It is. I love. I I think it's brilliant. I really really like it. I think um, it looks cool the way that the, the legs are sort of walking down yeah. Main Street. Yeah. Well, I was thinking the legs are like just pedaling the ride along. Pedaling yeah. along. Kind of, yeah. It's like a dragon on a bicycle. I'm intrigued to know as to why they've decided to do it that way compared to the kind of theming of everything else. Because everything else has been very much nice, fantasy, cartoony style. Yeah, this and then all of... of a sudden we've got a completely different style just for the dragon. Do you wonder if they had someone else make this and they came along and sort of, well, it's not what we expected but it's a bit late now? Maybe. But I still like it anyway. Could it, could it be anything to do with the film that's coming out? 
That's a very good point, actually. Yeah, it could be because that's a very, very dark style. Um, and also, I know that there was a, a big series of um, art stuff that was done for Disney at steampunk style, so it could be just tying in a lot of merchandise as well. Yeah. One thing I have noticed with all these floats is they're very high, aren't they? Yes, they are. They're pretty which, gone for height this yeah, time. Yeah, which is really good because it means you know you can see them from much further back, which is a very good point, actually. I didn't think of that. Um, right, so that disappears out of the way. That brings in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, who are walking down. Uh, they're just walking characters again. Have you seen Dopey? Yeah, Dopey, which see, is... You um, see them all there. No, they do it. They've got Dopey on top of... I can't remember whose shoulders that is. Happy? I think Happy it's shoulders. Happy, yeah. Um, again, we've got Jiminy Cricket walking down, but it's another one. When was the last time we had all seven dwarves? Yeah, that's it. Um, so we've got... I don't quite know what those characters are there with the funny... Are they from Alice in Wonderland? Uh, maybe. Yeah, it could okay. be. Because you've got, oh. you got Mad Hatter, Alice, and yeah. the White Rabbit. Um, so they maybe represent something from Alice in Wonderland. So it's almost I like can't remember the, I can't remember the dwarfs now as in Wonderland, though. <laughs> no. Or Jiminy Cricket. They seem to have overtaken the dwarfs now. The dwarfs yeah. and uh, and and Steve, uh, Snow White. So next along, we get to sort of the more classic characters. Uh, we've got um, Pinocchio comes along at the front, sat on what is like this almost carnival-style uh, monstro, which is uh, supposed to be clockwork. Um, I love wild, the, isn't it? the detail in this float is amazing actually so you've got that and then behind him you've got um, a spurt of water that shoots up and down and it's got the fish which I forget the name of uh, on top of it then behind him you've got a, a small kind of like pleasure island including a little roller coaster and a swing ride and some elephants on top um, and then that's followed by Dumbo you say elephants on top so that's Dumbo isn't it uh, no, you got the, the pink elephant the pink on the right top, which must be oh, pink yes, elephant yeah. on parade. Figaro's up on there as well. Uh, but then you've got Dumbo next on the tail of the whale. Um, and then all of a sudden, and I, this is the bit I don't get, we've got a kind of a Fantasia float, which has got all these Fantasia characters on it. And then we've got Daisy and Donald. Donald was in Fantasia 2000, that's fine, as was Daisy, so they're okay. But then we've got Pluto on the back of it. And it's kind of, I feel a little bit... This the, the this end bit is the bit that I go, I don't want. This is a bit of a mishmash. We've got all the Fantasia stuff, which is great. And then you just stuck Pluto on the back of it. And there's no real reason for Pluto to be there. Do you think they sort of lined it all up and thought, well, hang on a minute. Who's missing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it. Just put, just put him on there. So Pluto randomly is on the very, very back for some strange reason. I'm not quite sure why he's there. Uh, and then coming down after that, you've got Goofy and Chippendale. And you've got some kind of carnival-style dancers. And They've got, course, like, red tops for, ta- for dresses. It's like, yeah, big top yeah. dress, aren't big, they? Yeah. Big tops, aren't they? And then you get um, the final parade, which, as always, is Mickey and Minnie on there as well. And Mickey's in a kind of a, almost a circus ringmaster kind of carnival outfit. And they're in a big balloon. And they've got uh, the hippos from Fantasia on the outside. Um, and uh, that kind of finished off the parade and then you've got the usual which you have the usual banner right at the very very back and that banner is um, with the, the the festival of fantasy parade and that's the bit that everybody follows behind and then following that you've got a guy in khaki trousers and open toe sandals <laughs> yeah he's walking down uh, just nice watching what's crocs going as well. on yeah there they all are um, so it's the usual kind of what you would expect at the end of the parade but um, I don't know. Overall, what 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 do we think of the parade? Are we, is it something that we think 
Uh, is a good addition? Is it better than what was there before? I, th I think I like the way that it's all themed and ties in together. Yeah. And clearly someone has spent the money in here and built brand new floats rather than reusing the old floats. And they said it's supposed to celebrate this new fantasy land that's just opened. And I think he does that very well. I, I yeah, personally didn't yeah, get the connection there. Um, but we're like, I, I can see how, how it all works. And it fits in with this fantasy land. So you've got the Snow White there. Um, you've got elements of Cinderella and, and Sleeping Beauty and all those sorts of things that covers the, the new fairy tale hall and all those bits and pieces that I think work well. For um, me, it's, it's very girly, isn't it? Yeah, and I, th I do wonder whether that's one of the reasons why they chose to do the um, the the dragon Oops. in the way that they did. Yeah, just to try and bring the boys back into it. Yeah. There's one thing which has crossed my mind now thinking about back to the frozen float. Yeah. The way that they, they do that, there's a big ice um, scene. Yeah. And you've got Olaf, Arne and Elsa looking out sort of straight at the side of the road. Yeah. But there's a big backdrop behind them. What do the people yeah. see the other side of the road? There's, there's, there's another princess there, but I can't, I've, I've seen a different video as well. And I can't right. remember which one it is now. That rotates. Um, Does and it? Yes. So it's frozen one side. And I can't remember which one I it is the other side. I can't remember on the other side either. I really can't remember. Someone will no doubt tell us. Remind us and tell us. We need to know. Yeah. And the other, the other thing is it was good to see that the dragon did breathe fire down this main street quite often. Yeah. It yes. seems to be quite regular that that happens, yeah. Is it um, on Indisland Paris when the nighttime parade? Yes. Where the, the floats stop. Yes. And then transform in front of you. Yeah. And if you're really unlucky, you you miss the float. You miss the, the float, the big um, monster float. Yeah. Yeah. The the night and Bob Mountain, isn't it? Well, I bet you guys can't wait to see it in August. I'm looking forward to see it in August. Uh, so Any, yes. Anyway, Alan, didn't you say you were going to go? Let it go, let it go. I had, I had a frantic call from Adam saying, uh, Kat sent me an email. Yeah. I don't know what couples communicate with email apart from Mal and Kat, but and uh, <laughs> she, she's hinting that we can go. So he said he was busy that night, so his fans and prices, he's never even booked them. Poor. I mean, yeah. I, found, I found him um, Bay Lake in August. Yeah. With flights and everything, bargain. Yeah. yeah. Twelve and a half grand. Oh, he didn't even want to go. I can't believe he didn't want to go. Well, anyway, that is it for this week. If you've got some views you want to tell us about with regards to uh, the fantasy uh, or festival of fun, I keep saying fantasy of flight, which is an Orlando attraction that's just closed down. Uh, it's going to confuse the heck out of me. This new parade. If you want to uh, tell us about what you think about the new Festival of Fantasy Parade, then don't forget you can email us and add things on Facebook and all that sort of stuff. But that's it for this week. Ooh, which, not oh, quite. Oh, no, it? no, it's not because we haven't done Mouse Meets yet. I was going to say, we don't want to go yet. Oh, come on, let's tell them about Mouse Meets. What is going on with Mouse Meets then? Do you want well, to, like, a few of us are going to get together, aren't we? We need to play this then, don't we? Is that right? Is this how it works? That's Zoe trying to get in your study. Again. There you go. The usual. Lengthy. Here we go. No, not yet. Meets 2014. Live from Manchester. There we go. Wow. Now you can do it. 
<laughs> so what's going on then? Well, if you remember last time we left you with half the information that there was going to be a, an announcement that one of the lineups had doubled in size. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah and that was me. I've been off a diet and uh, 15 donuts later. He's now doubled in size. <laughs> no, it was it was Chris's um, Chris's announcement to make. We felt so we didn't that's... want to spoil the spoil the news. So Chris, so uh, one Disney mum is now two. Yes, so you know it's not bad, is it? So we've had Emma on before, but she's she's bringing someone else, which is which is <laughs> which is great news, really, isn't it? Because um. We're going to see it from two points of view. Yeah, so Susan Farrell is yeah. going to be joining Emma Nicholson in a... It's it's a question it's, and answer session, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's ask mum. Ask mum what's happening. Yeah, yeah. ask your mum. It's going to be it's going to be loosely based on quick quick five minutes on how to become a Disney mum. I mean, because most people know that, but it's always nice to ask. But it's actually, the most of the questions are going to be about what it's like when you've moved on a few years yeah so you know what do you do after your initial sort of thing you know is is there other other things you get involved in i mean i mean emma nicholson's filmed some videos in that for disney hasn't she yeah she well, has now yeah yeah she's done well she wasn't filming she was in them yeah <laughs> she, was, she wasn't there with a camera yeah, so yeah she she was, what else you get in. from it um and what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, and also, you when you become a Disney mom, you actually are there on a limited time period, aren't you? Yes. You don't, you're not there indefinitely. No, that's so right. Disney decides, thank you very much, no more. So, um, we'll find out what Emma's up to now that she's been there a good few years. Yeah. And see if she's about to get the elbow. Well, well, hopefully, Alan, we'll have to try and get her a bit drunk again and get so much information out of the last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not true. Such a lie. Well, we tried, didn't we, Alan? We yeah, tried to tried. chat her up and get some anything. deals at the old Nando's. There's certain things that Disney don't want you to announce by being a Disney mom, and um, secrets become secrets. Yeah. Once she'd had three refilled tangos, she was very loose-lipped. <laughs> she was bouncing off the walls she wouldn't sit still. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, where can we get tickets from? Because there are still some available. There's tickets available from www.mousemeets.co.uk and that's M. E E T S, not M E A T, because that would just be wrong. Yeah, it's just yeah, not like we mouse meat anymore. Um, we um, have got. It's like chicken, apparently. Apparently, <laughs> you can have rat. That's fine. <laughs> we have had another two items that have been pledged to the charity auction. Yes. I would love to announce them. You forgot them? No, I prefer to wait until they're actually in my hand. Yeah, before they're winning I... their way to us now, aren't they? Yeah. So, uh... Yeah. Um, one of them is. I got an email today saying that it's in the post to me at the moment. Another one will be. We'll be getting a voucher to display, um, through email in the next couple of days. Fabulous. And we'll then announce what's happening. But one of them is from a artist that sells their product at Disney, and you can only buy their product from Disney. You can't buy them online or anywhere else. Which is which? I mean, that's going to be quite a good prize yeah, to win, isn't it? Fantastic prize. Yeah. Not win. I mean. It'll, it'll be a product that is made for yourself, for the person who who wins the auction, um, shipped direct to you from the the artist. I mean, that's amazing, really, isn't it? Yeah, that it is. It's Such a good prize, and of course, with the auction, all the money raised goes to such a good cause, doesn't it? it? Does. Yes, it does. Uh, great on the street again, which is good. 
Um, one thing, ladies, yes. I've booked the hotels. You booked your hotels. So um, I'm in a travel lodge on the Friday. Yeah. Then at the um, not the Copthorne because that's somewhere else. That was that's when we did it in Birmingham. <laughs> at, the, at the Portland, the the, sa- the uh, Saturday and the Sunday. Oh, look at you, smashing out. Yeah. N- not really, because I'm sharing with another man. Oh, okay. Again. <laughs> yeah. Said so I'd never do it, but I am. I relented on the cheap price. Yeah, I still okay. need to book mine. I've not done that yet. So You're not booked yours yet? No, I'm still not booked yet. I, I, I booked the last room on the oh, Sunday. Oh, did you? I'm stuffed then. Um, I've, um, no, that, I've booked me in my room. <laughs> I'm at the Portland for the Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. Ah, look at you. I will be at the Portland for the Friday and Saturday night. So uh, there we go. I bet you won't be there the Friday night, Adam. Yeah, I think. Why is that then? Oh, because I found some real good deals. Shouldn't say this on, on here, should I? No, no, I'm going to stand in Portland. I'm, I'm going to treat myself. Treat I saved myself a hundred pounds. Oh, don't shush! Don't say anything like that. I don't want to know. Right, that is genuinely the end of the show. I think, isn't it? That's everything from House Meets. Yeah, which that's means, all we can do. I think that's it. Yeah. So, which means it is now time for this, and we can finish off the show. Ooh. Hang on. Ooh-hoo. Big summer blowout. There you go. Um, that is the end of the show. Thank you once again for joining us. If you want to comment on anything we've talked about in today's show, then you can, of course, email us radio at disneybrit.com. You can also go over to Facebook, find the Disney Brit podcast uh, or Disney Brit page over there, and you can comment on all the things that are going on. People are starting to sort of put messages up on there if they've read something about the show or heard something and they want to comment on it and those sort of things so do go over there and do that uh, that would be great you can of course follow us on twitter at disneybrit.com and uh, you can ring our voicemail which I would love to tell you but I've completely forgotten what it was so uh, that's really not useful just, just, at all is it just give your mobile number this uh, week, just give my mobile it? number okay and you can go over to iTunes and you can uh, you can go and uh, review the show which would be lovely don't forget to go to disneybrit.com over there you will be able to find out all of the information about uh, the latest news and rumours that we put up on the website you'll be able to go and see all of that over there so please do go and do that and I think that's it Mouse Meets don't forget mousemeets.co.uk go and buy your tickets the more tickets we sell the better the event uh, which is completely honest because we don't make any money on it whatsoever it is literally we just uh, we just do it so we can make the, the event the best that we possibly can so please 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 and also before we go next week's or next podcast that yep. goes out will be a listeners question podcast yes so we need your questions so that again that's radio at disneybrick.com. All right? Uh, yeah. And just in reference, Gargamel was uh, created Smurfette, by the way. You know, we were asking about why they were all there, but there you go. Right, we'll see you in two <laughs> weeks' time. Until then, we'll see you. Gosh, everybody, <laughs> that was swell! Swell!